Welcome to an all new episode of Damn That's Good with Big Salinas Barbecue with Randy and Junior Salinas. The show starts now. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 53. We got a good fun episode for you. Back at it again. Uh, first of all, of course, thank you to our sponsors, which are Holy Smoke Spice Company, Brothers Keepers Barbecue, Prairie Fresh, Mad Cow Cutlery, and of course, Meat Hugger. Be sure to follow them on all their social media sites as well as give their products a try. Uh, but without further ado, let's get this party started. Hey, 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 Junior here. Let's do it to it. Uh, last week we had a great episode. Um, really kind of just dove back in of what we grilled in under our new start of the new year, what we is grilling in. A bunch of things people were saying steak seemed to be the popular answer there. Uh, but let's get into it. It's been an interesting couple of weeks. Things are kicking off uh, for us. Um, and so we'll definitely check it out. If Again, if you are viewing this, if you are listening to it, go check us out on YouTube so you can put a name to the face. And definitely hit that subscribe and like button on all the social media so you can be there anytime we go live. Because you never know when we're at a cook-off this year. We may just go live and uh, do some stuff, fun things there. And we do contests all the time. We had a contest we revealed uh, for the national championship. It ran into a tie, but uh, we got into that and had to do a drawing. And Ed has his drawing. But you know how I am at delivering rubs to people especially when they live two miles away, uh, still. It'll be 2024 before that gets it. <laughs> no, I got it. He'll get it. Uh, he may even get it this weekend. He never know. But let's get into it's it. He's going to have to go to his casa to pick it up. <laughs> but uh, small business shout-outs. Uh, I'll go first. My small business shout-out uh, is going to be El Chingon Glazes. They are, he is back in stock. Um, he had some health issues that kind of, he stepped away from doing it, was unsure if he wanted to continue it, but he said he is back and then it's in full force. So if you're looking for some glazes, uh, to up your barbecue game, especially if you're in the competition world, uh, and everybody's using, you know, Cosmo, Smoking Wizard, give El Chingon glazes a try, hit up Omar Charles. Uh, he's got some great flavors. We use some, we use that cherry apple and that peach narrow. Uh, we used the cherry. Uh, he's got a green apple, pineapple, mango, cherry, uh, peach mango. And then he's also got a grape that he is still working on. So if you're looking for some killer glazes, give him a try. Uh, and like I said, contact Omar Charles uh, or El Chungon Glazes. If you can't get a hold of them, just reach out to me or Junior. We will get you in touch with them. But that's my small business shout out. You got one, Junior? I do got one. We had some work done here at the house. Garage door went kapooey on us. Uh, and we tried to get it closed one night. We couldn't. So we had to move stuff to the patio. We had to move stuff inside just so it wouldn't get stolen. But we called a sticker on the door, uh, veteran garage door of DFW. And we got the man of the hour. Giovanni came out the next day, fixed it, got us running. Fixed a few other things that said, hey, you're going to run into this problem later on down the line. You don't have to do it, but this is just my recommendation and really just kind of made everything go at ease for us. It is veteran owned, so we know we love helping them. Uh, but Giovanni came out, like I said, was awesome. You can't even hear the garage door anymore uh, when it opens and closes. 
Uh, so, but go check them out, veterangaragedoor.com, or uh, hit me up uh, and I'll get you in touch with them. Or they have a phone number, 972-885-2982. Like I said, we called one uh, Sunday night and they came out Martin Luther King Day and came out first thing in the morning on time, very respectful. Uh, and like I said, got it done, got it settled, and uh, it was super easy. Uh, made made an understand, made me understand, and then he explained it to Chelsea, and she understood. Uh, so hey, like I said, you can't go wrong with that veteran garage door DFW. Check them out on Facebook, check them out, and definitely hit them up for any of your garage door needs. That's for sure. Uh, and then what, what have you cooked up lately? Cooked I up? cooked up a but first, first, before we get into that, let me get in something uh, real quick here. I was trying to get the actual, uh, the name of it as I'm just kind of looking down. Excuse me on here. Um, if you've been on TikTok and you've ever heard of the Inky Boys, you know who they are. A father-son duo, duo that does a lot of things. Uh, Bryce is the little boy's name. He's on the Lopez and Lopez show. Uh, he lost his dad yesterday, uh, Randy, uh, to colon cancer. And I just, like I said, I'm at that age where I'm getting close to it. You're at that age. They've never run in his family. Uh, so our thoughts and prayers go out to him and their family. Uh, and that's like I said, if you've ever been on TikTok, you come around the videos. And like yeah. I said, Bryce is on TV. And uh, anytime you lose your uh, dad at a young age, he was only 35 with it. So, uh, fellas, let's get checked so that way we can be there and so we can stay with our families and stay cooking. So yeah. prayers for sure to the, to the family and everybody who was close to him, knew him. Uh, definitely they made some amazing uh, TikTok videos. You saw it. We won't get into too much because it'll get a somber. I mean, TikTok was sad yesterday when the news came down for sure. Uh, but uh, just thoughts and prayers, fellas. Go get checked out. Don't don't wait. You know, uh, you know, it's not probably the best procedure you want to have done, but it could save your life and give you those extra years. So uh, let's go get it checked out. But to answer your question, I have cooked steaks, steaks, and more steaks. Um, I cooked, you know, like I said, we done the, I did a couple steaks for the game, some big old ribeyes that we found at HEB. Um, I mean, those things were none. We didn't find them at HEB. I'm sorry. We found them at Kroger, uh, for 40 something dollars. You know, Kroger usually runs that stale. We were going to do chicken wings for the game versus the Niners. Uh, but said, Hey, we did some big old thick steaks came out great. You know, my favorite combination is the noble rub with the pork on top. You know, it's just for whatever reason, it comes out really good uh, for me. That's just but I'm cooking. You know, I've wanted to do some ribs and stuff, but Mother Nature is having other kinds of ideas, plus things are getting a little bit busy. But uh, I might take it the ribs out tonight and uh, cook them for the, uh, cook them on Saturday. I'll have to see. I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah same here, cook steaks. Uh, well, uh, Chuck roast like a steak, I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Just the, those steaks, um, and then this weekend I'm going to be cooking up some briskets, pork butts, uh, Texas Twinkies for a customer um, on Saturday. So definitely going to be busy uh, Friday and Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, uh, cooking up all of that. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, not a lot. Like I said, just steaks cooking. 
Um, and we'll dive into kind of give you some tips on that chuck roast. You know, if you want to do something different um, in the next segment. Uh, but yeah, it's basically all you know, all I've been doing. Of course, you know, just shipping out the side chick, you know, sauces, all that. Um, so definitely, like we've always said, if you're uh, listening, wanting something new to try chicken rub wise, definitely hit, hit that side chicken rub try because uh, that color and that flavor they come those. Those, that combo comes to play. Uh, and then, of course, the spicy peat sauce will be probably coming out officially probably next month. Uh, so stay tuned for that as well. But you can still order it without the label on it. Uh, we do have some <laughs> stock. Uh, but we'll be getting labels and all that put on them so we can ship in the store so that we don't have to pay on shipping. You can just walk into like the barbecue store, pick you up a bottle, and walk out. And don't forget, that's a great point. And don't forget about that. If you have a barbecue store that you go into for your supplies and it's local near you, but you like our sauce, hit us up. Say, hey, you need to be in this store. Let us know the name, the stuff, and let us do the legwork for you uh, so we can make your life easier with shipping costs. Every All the costs and everything mm-hmm. seems to be going back up. Uh, so let us do the legwork and we'll worry about us getting it to you. Uh, that way, so that way you can kind of help that business out as well, um, especially if it's a local owned mom and pop. I mean, there's nothing more we really like helping. Other than the veterans, that's what we love helping uh, just as well. So definitely hit us up. Uh, let's not forget about that. But, yeah, that side check, I've, I've, it's been doing good. The reviews have been really great on it uh, from what I people are telling me and what I've read. So uh, we'll just keep going. If you haven't tried it, give it a shot. Yep. And I encourage you to try the rubs on different things as well. Like I said, I've made some eggs and I'll throw the, some of the seasoning and stuff on it because it's so mixed with so many different seasons, salt, pepper. You know, it's usually your base on most of it. So uh, don't be afraid to try it on different things and let us know what you tried on too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Anytime we make something, come out with something, we're just going to try it on one particular thing. Uh and then we'll start gradually, you know, getting into different, experimenting different with, on different meats, different things. Uh, sauces is totally different because we're just going to throw it on whatever we're cooking. Um, but, yeah, definitely whatever you're cooking up, if it's something, you know, like the chicken rub you're using it on a salad or something, definitely let us know. Uh, so that we can see and we can tell everybody, hey, this, is, this isn't just made for one thing. You can do for multiple things. Uh, that's what we love to see. Um, same thing with any kind of rub that you got out there from any company. You got some crazy idea that you've done, post a video, co- send them a comment, whatever, so that way they can try it themselves and they can advertise it. Because, hey, that helps, you know, small businesses, you know, grow. Um, you know, because people are looking for certain things that may do different things. Uh, I said just definitely, like he said, try different things, let us know what what you're cooking up, um, and all that kind of stuff. For sure. Uh, like I said, we love to know, get you going. Uh, we'll get into, I know you probably, yeah, you got to work for it. So uh, we'll get into what we're cooking, definitely what we're throwing down for the Super Bowl as it gets around. I think we may have another episode before that. Uh, so we'll hit that up on the next one. Uh, and I, we would like to note, though, your ideas. 
Uh, but I've got some questions. Uh, I know we had some questions as far inside the pit seg- segment that we'll get to, but uh, let's go ahead and jump into that. So, because the, fu- the question I have is about food and would go into the pit. So, uh, this is the segment we ask our questions about stuff inside the pit that all things that go in it, meat, cleaning it from cleaning it to to uh, the meat that goes down on it. So, uh, let's get right into it. Um, the first the question I had for you. I know there's a difference between jalapeno poppers and Texas Twinkies. It's basically the brisket that goes in it. Yes or no? Uh, yeah, I mean, Texas, Twink- Texas Twinkies really is just is the, the brisket in there. Um, it's just that's all you're adding. Yeah. You add the brisket, you it makes it – you could call it whatever. Yeah, uh, it's got, that, it, it has some kind of meat inside of it. Uh, jalapeno poppers, basically, you can – just do cream cheese, because I had um, some cheese and stuff like that in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Either way, you can't go wrong either way. Um, some people just love to, you know, like Hutchins will put like almost like a slice of brisket basically in there. Um, so mainly you're getting uh, a big bite of brisket with a little bit of cream cheese. I do a different way. I chop it up so you can get equal amount of cream cheese, cheese. And brisket in there, uh, but yeah, that's basically just the, the difference. Is you just have some kind of meat in there. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I got we were cooking one day. We went to ATB uh, for the Tampa Bay game. As a matter of fact, for the Tampa Bay game, I made some steaks for that night, and then we did some uh, jalapeno. Oh, we did kebabs, steak kebabs. I, I didn't just, I mean, it, we just, it's steak, but you just do it on kebabs. Um, but they had some pre-made already sliced up, ready. So all you had to do is stick them on a grill. Uh, on a skewer, the chicken jalapeno poppers. And there was the ratio between the jalapeno and the chicken was very little jalapeno and a whole lot of chicken. <laughs> So uh, I was like, this is like, where's the jalapeno? You expect a little crunch, a little thing to it. Um, that's one thing when I see it out every place. I don't, I see you do it on yours. You'll stick a little toothpick to hold that in. A lot of people don't use that. Is that a tip that you found that makes it easier to cook that with? It depends on how the bacon goes in. Uh, so the bacon, if you're able to wrap it around and uh, kind of go inside of a, yeah. one of the, you know, rolls, then you're fine. You don't need it. Um, if it's not going to go back in, you can put a toothpick in to make sure. Um, and just kind of making sure the bacon doesn't move while it's cooking. So that way when it crisps up, it curls around and tightens up on the jalapeno itself. Um, and, of course, it kind of depends if you're cooking the halves or the whole. Um if you're cooking the halves, you do kind of have to watch the cream cheese are coming out. Yeah. Uh, for cooking whole, you know, just cutting down the middle, peeling it out. Um, then you can go a little bit layer in there, and then you can kind of tighten everything back up so nothing comes out. Um, yeah, the toothpick isn't a must. It just kind of depends on how the bacon wraps around. Okay. Um, and you can use two bacons if you want. Um, I would recommend if you're doing it to use the thin slices of bacon, not the thick. And that was the thing with this one. It was a little bit thicker of bacon on the ATB. And that was great. They were really great. I mean, I had, there was about 
eight in a package, and you knew I was going to have to eat all eight uh, on it. So, uh, and then they have a problem with it. Uh, to be honest with you, they weren't that big. You know, they're you know, I'd almost would consider consider them like eggs. You know, more than jalapeno yeah. poppers, but that's what they did. It. Um, I'm trying to think of what they were called on the show we watched, but uh, devil's eggs or whatever they are were just bacon wrapped armadillo eggs. Armadillo eggs, yes. Uh, that's more what I would have considered because, like I said, I think they literally sliced up one jalapeno, cut it, and made these things with it instead of your traditional one, you know, half and half of it. So, um, yeah. but it was it was pretty good. I mean, the things were good, was seasoned very well. Uh, you can't go wrong with it um, uh-huh. as far as that. But that was one of the that was the questions I had for you because I haven't made a brisket in a while to, to do the uh, Texas Twinkies. That may be something I have to throw down. May have to have you make a brisket for the for the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, definitely Texas Twinkies are delicious. Uh, I I like the way I do it because you get that equal amount of everything versus. Uh, you know, you bite into, you get the bacon, just a little bit of jalapeno, and then, you know, brisket. Um, I like it to be kind of equal parts in there. That way it balances out. Uh, no complaints on it from our customers. They all seem to love it. Um, customer I'm cooking for now, um, for Saturday, she's already had it before, um, and she said it was a must on her, her menu this weekend. <laughs> uh, so that's one thing she said she had to have. Dang. So definitely, you know, I know if someone wants it again, definitely, you know, you're doing something right. Um, yeah, you can't go wrong with Texas Twinkies. Uh, no, I think that's the way to go. You're going to eat brisket and meat and stuff yeah. already. Throw in a little brisket in the thing and, and make it a, a Texas Twinkie for sure. Um, you, you, yeah, you can't go wrong. I don't think you can go wrong that way for sure. Nope. Um, the next question we'll have. We got several questions here. We'll jump through. We'll go through them, handle it there. Is what is your preference? Gas versus charcoal? What do you like? What do you don't like? Which one would you prefer? Uh, I went a different way than I thought we were going to go, but that's cool. We're all with it. <laughs> Uh, kind of, it's all kind of I have. I took notes. Back to you. I took notes. Oh, I didn't um, yeah, yeah, I sent him a text, but it's okay. Uh, gas or charcoal? Definitely, I would say charcoal. There's, you can't go wrong with either one. I think uh, you should be able to cook on gas, just for the simple fact that it's um, you're able to cook hot. Um, you're able to do different things that you can. Um, with gas versus, you know, with charcoal. Charcoal, this could take a little bit longer. So if it's cold and you don't want to be out there in cold weather, you still want to grill something, definitely gas. Um, this is the way to go. Um, but I do like the ability to be able to do on gas, charcoal, you know, smoke and all that kind of stuff. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with either way you go. Um, Flavor-wise, if we want to say flavor, um, it's going to be charcoal because you're going to be able to get that smokiness, uh, all that kind of stuff from charcoal, different types of wood versus just the gas, where it's just you're just getting just the meat and just the seasoning. Um, so most of the places that you're going to be going restaurant style and all that kind of stuff, that's basically what they're 
cooking on, they're cooking on gas. Um, so definitely there is something like when you cook a steak, the steak at home is going to taste different versus going to Texas Roadhouse because you're cooking on charcoal versus them checking, cooking on gas more, more than likely. Uh, but yeah, that's my preference. Like I said, charcoal uh, flavor-wise. Uh, what is your preference on it? And then asking my well, part. I grew, I had, you know, I most of the time when I've had lived in houses and stuff, they always had a propane. So I think the gas grill is okay. You know, like you said, hamburgers, hot dogs, we're making something real simple. Let's get it, cook it, and let's get it off. Go boom, boom, and be done. Uh, because there is something about being outside cooking that you want to do. Um, I luck out because I have gas here at the house. So I basically have propane inside. So I don't know. I can, if I just want to cook some hot dogs or hamburgers, I can do it inside. Uh, but I like, I love the, I love the charcoal grill just because for the fact that, yeah, it does take a little longer, but yeah, you can get the fire going. Uh, if it's a little colder, you know, you get it, just start your coals, um, get your fire starter out there and let it sit out there. You'll know when it's ready, dump your coals in there. Um, you know, and get going. You can add the wood. You know, I, I went and got some pecan. I had some pecan chunks. I went and got some cherry, and I think that combination just it, it blows it away. It gives it extra flavor. Um, plus, I think you can do so much more in depth with it because I have seen videos of people trying to smoke something on propane. And I think one of them, the guy ran out of propane halfway through. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have that thing. So, you know, I think with charcoal, you can really manage your, your fire and snake method, minion method, all those different methods and just let it sit and forget it for a little while. Uh, but I would go with charcoal. I think the flavor tastes a lot better uh, from it. I mean, we cooked some steaks one night and the flavor with the wood, smoke, all that. You know, Chelsea, you know how she loves her roadhouse, said this is like roadhouse taste almost is better than roadhouse. Uh, but it was a good we had a good cut of meat that we had too. That makes a little bit of a difference yep. too. So um but I would go definitely, you know, charcoal. That's the way to go. I like it, you know. So my question, because we kind of I kind of elaborate with <laughs> flavor-wise, you know, charcoal is better flavor-wise. Uh so my question is if it's let's say ten degrees outside, it's snowing. Uh, Chelsea and Eden both say, "Hey, we want some steaks." Uh, so you have the option of either going outside in the cold, cooking on over charcoal with steaks, or you're gonna you can cook it on the gas on the stove. Which one are you doing? <laughs> I ask you this question before I give you my answer. What kind of steaks are we cooking? Are we cooking cheapy steaks? Like a little, and I think that that to me, okay, that's that's more my answer than if I'm cooking a little, you know, we get some little round steaks, some little cheap steaks. Yeah, I'm throwing those on the skillet, putting them in a the pan, staying inside, calling it a day. But if we got some good ribeyes, hey, I just got some ribeyes yesterday. Let's cook steak tomorrow, and then you know, uh, snowmageddon comes in through. Hey, we're not cooking no ribeyes on that. We're going outside. We're gonna cook it. Uh, I might have to tough it out, move it to the garage or something. Uh, we got I've got a patio that keeps me kind of out of the way, but um, you know, I thought about you know getting that. They make heaters, portable outside heaters. Go get you one. You can plug in. 
Uh, I thought about getting a fire pit, but then thought about how much am I going to actually use it. <laughs> so, yeah. and that's been my thing. So I was like, well, maybe I'll just go get a heater. If I'm out there enough, I just go get it. I think you've got one where you run off the propane out there. So if you had to stand out there, you can hit it and, and you'll be nice and warm. Plus, yeah. pull, you know, we got the, I got the, we got the Weber kettle. It's got wheels, pull it closer to the chair and let the heat from that kind of keep you warm as well. But I would be outside yeah. for sure. Yeah, same same here. Definitely going going outside cooking over charcoal. Um, like I said, flavor wise, everything is just going to be that much better than searing it on you know over the stove. Um, definitely, you know, if there's no char if there's no grill outside, um, you know, or it's, you know under twenty feet of snow for whatever reason. Then yeah. <laughs> um, if we got twenty feet of snow, you out of luck. Yeah, uh, we ain't got no power. I think everyone probably, you know, who cooks outside definitely would agree. Definitely, we're going outside no matter what and grilling. Yeah. Um, uh, definitely think that is the way to go. Uh, and then some of the other topics that we're going to kind of dive into, and uh, kind of this segment now, we're going to because next week, not next week, next episode, we're going to have a guest, uh, and then we're going to have more guests, hopefully every episode so we're going to try to change up the inside the pit to go back to uh talking to the guests and diving in depth on some barbecue topics correct um, well this is what kind of designed it just to kind of yes. have some things our our kind of thoughts on it yeah. um but yeah i'm excited like i said let's get yeah. some guests if you want to get on the show you listen to it and you want to be on it and, and provide your, your take on things or uh, just come have a chat with us and talk barbecue. Hey, come on, do it. Yep. Then we can get a panel together and we, we have some fun with it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, one of the other questions that I kind of had that I sent to you was seasoning a new grill. Um, you got your Weber. Um, how did you season it? Did you just cook on it? Did you spray it down with something? Um I honestly probably did the cardinal sin and did not. I know people this say you get fire. it all hot and put some oil on the outside or whatever it is that you do. I didn't do none of that. You got just lit it the fire and just let it go. Lit the fire, started cooking, move on. I think I lit the fire and then I got a nice, I got it real, real hot. So that way I could clean, you know brush the grates even though they're brand new they're in the packet clean that off make sure there's no metal nothing like that that's gonna uh and then the, both the, the bottom one and the top one clean that out and then started cooking just went right to it i know like i said that's probably the cardinal no no you're supposed to season it you're supposed to do this yeah. uh but i didn't so you know uh with the pizza oven attachment thing that we got here once we put it together still I don't put it together uh i know i saw yours had some burn marks so it looks like you you burned it you did a burn on it just to get it hot to get all that stuff out the first time and then that way you use it but like i said i didn't i didn't season it but I'm, yeah we'll dive into that here in a minute <laughs> he set me up well, yeah, definitely uh you know there's nothing wrong with that um Definitely like with the drum smoker, um, one of them, um, I just lit the fire and let it go. Um, at least, hopefully burn it for, you know, 15, 20 minutes just to kind of get whatever residue is in there out. Um, preferably, 
Um, you can oil it down with, you know, some uh, vegetable oil, you know, peanut oil, whatever you want. Um, just spray it a good, nice, nice, nice little light coat on the inside all over just to kind of help season the new grill, get every everything out. Uh, any kind of germs, metal shavings, all that kind of cooked out so that way it doesn't get on the food. And then enjoy cooking. Um, some people do like to go, uh, you know, if they got an offset, they're going to cook it for, you know, 12 hours for like a brisket just to kind of season it all the way. Uh, you can do that if you want. My, you know, offset, I think I just did it for probably four or five hours. Um, just to kind of, it only seasoned, you know, first two hours. And after that, I was just kind of getting a little feel on it while I was cooking on the other one. And then after that, yeah. cleaned it, let it go. Um, but yeah, nothing wrong with either way. Uh, I prefer the light oil on the inside. No, it's a, um, yeah. And, you know, I've heard it, it can help keep it easier to clean, too, yeah. as you do that. Um, one thing I do is when I um, – every cook, I need to go out there and do it here. I didn't do it the last time because we were cooking, getting ready for the game on Sunday, and game started, we are ready to cook. So uh, I, I didn't have – I go clean my ashes out. Um and then I'll do, you know, clean the ashes, wipe the grates down before each one, uh, which is another question we can ask uh, you what you prefer. Um, and maybe a good question to ask our guests, too. We need to write it down. Uh, but is and then I, you know, we'll go do a deep clean where I'll scrub the sides of it, scrub it all down, get it all nice and clean. Um, so you take a little time, keep it clean, and then it'll last Uh because you look at it recently when I did that, but cooked these last steaks, it's looked almost brand new. So um, yeah, that's just definitely, yeah, in, yeah, in between uh, cooks. Uh, like I know I talked to Ed about it this over TikTok because um, some people just like to say their, their grill is clean. Um, and then you look at it and it's like grease, um, food left down there. Um, you know, grates are a mess. Uh, when the grates are still hot, I'll go ahead and clean off the grates, knock it all down. Um, and then once the charcoal's, you know, done, cooled, cooled off, you know, no longer lit, then I'll go and clean out the ash, clean on, clean out the inside a little bit. Um, just to kind of get all that residue off and out. So that way the next cook, um, you don't have to worry about any kind of grease fires, anything like that, flare ups. Um, any kind of bad smoke or bad flavors parting on in your food. Um, and then of course, like you said, you know, every so often do a deep clean, um, especially on those big, big offsets. Cause you do want to get everything cleaned out. You don't have to get it down to bare, bare metal. You just want to clean out any kind of residue. So that way <laughs> as you cook everything, Tastes the same and tastes really good. And there's no like, huh? Tastes bitter. Tastes nasty. Yeah, you know that stuff. And we've seen some of those offsets when they have too much grease. What can happen? Yep. So, um, yeah, for sure. Like I said, I, that's what I do. Uh, one thing I also kind of started doing is, you know, I know you'll see videos, YouTube, TikToks, whatever, Facebook. Um, they'll use their their leftover coals. They'll keep them there. I will do that, but then every so often, you know, I just, okay, enough. Let's just don't, don't get it all out. Um, so I don't reuse them more than once. 
Um, if I, yep. so if I have some good ones, I'll reuse it, start my fire with, let it burn out. And then, uh, which I kind of did added some new ones. So if they're, uh, where I feel is beyond there, where if I just take the little brush and tap it and it crumbles, then I'm going to go ahead and dump it and, uh, get a new, get a new, a fresh new start. So that's part of my deep clean that I do just so I don't have any leftover or anything like that. That's on there. Um, yep. Especially now that it's cold, you never know what crawls in that thing. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you don't. Uh, all kind of things in there. Um, you just kind of have to watch it. Um, and then before we get into the next question, like you were saying, the pizza oven. Um, definitely, when you cook on it, go light on the charcoal. Um, and push it up on one side. Uh, What'd you say? Push it what? Push it up on one side, like on the back. Okay. Um, because where the opening is, I guess you need to have it towards the back. I've seen people have it spread over the middle. Um, when we when I did it, it got it. It was about four hundred, and then the actual grade itself was five fifty, six hundred. Um, so I thought, okay, it's fine. Cooked on it, one pizza. Went back inside, made the other one, and when I come back out, the pizza was already done on the top in like two three minutes. But on the bottom, it was burnt. Um, so definitely, you do got to watch it. Um, go, like I said, go light on the charcoal. Um, Put it I still make mistakes, like I said. Uh, pizza come out good. It's just a question: was it wasn't edible? Wasn't there? Okay. So pizza, put the put the charcoal on the back and light it light on the charcoal. Uh, did you put wood in there as well, or uh, I just used just the lump charcoal. So maybe lump go charcoal. with the briquettes, maybe. Um, and then, like, like I said, you just may have to kind of get it. You just got to get it hot enough to where it just browns it slowly. Um, so uh, definitely go light. You can always add more in. Harder gonna it's gonna be harder to take out. Um, so definitely, <laughs> I would recommend that. Gotcha. Uh, but hey, we're not making mistakes. You're not cooking right, I guess. I guess, yeah, I usually use the B&B, uh, I guess there's a briquettes in the orange bag, the B&B charcoal. Yep. Uh, so that's, a, I went the other day, I bought two bags of it, because there was only two bags at the Academy by the house. Uh, the price on it went up a little bit, in a couple bucks, but no no big deal. So uh, they'll la it lasts uh, forever, so a while on it. So I'll just make sure to use a little bit of those, get it hot, and let's be good. That's yep. good. Good tip. Good tip on that. Yes. You right want to die. Pizza. Let's make pizza. Let's make pizza. We got to get it together first. <laughs> yeah, you got to put it together. Uh, but yeah, so, did you season it. that, or did you just put it together, yep. get on there, start put it together, cooked on it, just let it, you, you know, just like you normally would, light the fire, let it go, uh, and let it cook, and then wire while it's kind of getting up to temperatures, I just got everything ready. I said, literally put one pizza on. A couple minutes later, went <laughs> went back and it was already done. So I think oh, I was like, okay, uh, and then went to move it up on the bottom to pick it up, and it was burnt. Uh, but I said they both come out delicious. It's just the bottom crust is it's not. Edible. If you're not, yeah, you if the first time you do it, if you do it perfect, you you probably didn't do something right on it. So yeah. for sure. Uh, but you never know. Maybe you're just an expert on it. Maybe that's it. But uh, you ask any, I think any real, any pit master, anybody that barbecues, they will tell you 
a story of how they mess something up. And it's just how it works and how it goes. Uh, And, you know, don't be afraid to make the mistakes because we've all been there. And um, I think somebody posted a brisket. They're like, I left it on a little too long. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's someone saying, you know, I didn't make a mistake. You know, I've never made a mistake. They're they're lying to their – they don't want the truth to come out. Um, We make a mistake. We're going to tell you, hey, we messed up on this. We did this wrong. Uh, Do this next time. Or we did this next time, because uh, that's how you, you know you continue to learn. You're gonna make make mistakes. You're gonna mess something up. You're gonna mess up a brisket. You're gonna mess up some chicken. You just gotta keep cooking um, until you get it right. That's it. Yeah, I'm telling you, these last couple steaks using the little probes in it, uh, it takes so much guesswork out of it. But um, yep. I just sit there and let. Oh, time to flip it. Oh, time to you know. Uh, but we'll get into that. That's a different topic that we're going to hit here later. So on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's dive right into that kind of question. Uh, so next question I had is how do you handle flare-ups on your grill? Um, have you come across the issue of flare-ups? Uh, and if so, how did you handle it? Go first. Uh, I had flare-ups. Let's see. We cooked the thing. It was this... See, I had to flare up with the kebabs a little bit. Um, it just was a flare up of the wind. It was super windy and the wind caught it and there was still a flame. It wasn't the little smoldering stuff uh, that come up. The last one with the steaks had a flare up on it um, just because the fat was dripping. It was so juicy. It was dripping to hit the coals and whew, it come up on it. Um, what I generally do, like I said, if it's at the end of it where I'm trying to sear it or I'm trying to do something like that, I'll leave it for a little bit because it's going to help if you're looking for those grill marks. But I don't have the the sear things like you have to get those excellent grill marks. Uh, so what I'll do is I'll just simply remove it from the heat. I'll leave it for a second and then remove it. Um, if I'm trying to get it, let's say like chicken, ha- uh, chicken flares up or something, it flares up when there's chicken on there and I'm trying to finish it off. Like I said, I, I'll leave it. I'll move it within the fire so it's not hitting that one spot. I look at it as I have an extra heat source now. Uh, let me try to spread it. So I'll grab, you know, my tongs or something and move it around. Um, like these last ones when we did the kebabs, I had the uh, the Magna Chef gloves, and that's what I use. I just would grab it and move my hand back and forth, and it was fine. Um, there was nothing, I think, one... Uh, I left saw I forgot all about it until one piece of chicken was you know black. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's how I tend, like I said, and if it's a, a huge flare up, let me move it if I'm doing hamburgers or something like that. Uh, I'll just remove it from the heat. Uh but I'm not gonna pour water on it. I know uh that's one thing I remember growing up we would see dad do. Uh he'd get water and he'd be flicking the water on it to, to kill the flare ups on it and uh I just remove it from that spot and, you know, constantly moving it around and you'll be okay. Yep. Yeah. Basically that's what I do too. Move it around. Uh, if it's a big flare up, move it off uh, or take it off the grill. Uh, and then just kind of close the lid, close off the circulation in this. That way it, it kind of dies down a little yep. bit and then put everything back on there. Um, but then of course uh, with the grates, Kind of diving into the last topic a little bit as well is you know, we touched base before on the previous episode with the grill grates and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
You don't have to have real grates. Uh, if you have the grates on the reels, that, you know, just like the Weber, they go up and down. Um, you just have to get those screaming hot. I said about 500, 550 preferred. Um, and then that way you can sear it on there, press it down a little bit, and you can get those good grill marks on there. Um, and it's going to come out just as, you know, just as good. Um, and just you have to either go one direction, like if you're going north and south, you can turn it east and west, or you can go at a 45-degree angle and then go yeah. opposite and then go, you know, flip it, all that kind of stuff um, to kind of get it the way you want it. Uh, so you just, the grill grates preferred because they're easier to kind of do. You can, you don't have to worry about the flare-ups on there um, as you would with the actual cooking over the charcoal itself to get those grates hot. Correct. Um, yeah, definitely with the flare-ups, just move it over to the side. You don't have to put anything on there. Um, and some like if we're cooking the steak, too, if you want that good sear mark, hey, go ahead and leave it on there for like a little bit, like you said. Uh, definitely nothing wrong with that either. Uh, we got some grill marks on it, that's for sure. And like I said, I put it on there and got a flare-up. And so you knew the flare-up was going to help, and it's going to hit the grill marks. It's going to make those lines real important. Uh, they were pretty good. They weren't, you know, the best in the world. But like I said, I'm, I'm not looking for all that when I cook a steak and stuff on it. That's not the end-all, be-all. I'm not in a steak competition. Or yeah. uh, uh, It's nice to have them to say, hey, look, look what I did. Uh, it's kind of a little bragging tool that I like to use, but uh, you know, it's it's okay. Like I said, I had a great. They came out great. I used it as that thing. Got them hot. Um, I think at one point to get him on my steak, I was trying to get him. I said, let me try to get the grill marks. Mine, you know, I cook mine a little bit more medium rare, so it's a little bit more juicy. So I intentionally kind of let some of the juice roll off to get it, get that stuff hot and was able to get some of the grill mark some of the grill lines and the grill marks on it. But uh yeah, I mean it's funny because I saw one from uh the Blazing Star barbecue. Uh, he's like, this is how people think I make my steaks and this is how I really yep. do. They really come out. Um, you know, it's not the end all be all. Like it's not I don't think it's important important, but you know, if you're in the steak competition, that's dang yep. well it's important. But uh Yeah, definitely uh, it is important there. Uh and that dives into the last question. Uh, our last topic. Uh, do you prefer the grill marks or a sear on your steak? Or hamburger. Sometimes you can get off a hamburger too. You Which can. one's more appealing to you? I like the grill marks on hot dogs for whatever reason. Um, yeah. <laughs> Why? I was trying to, I think I try harder on a hot dog to get it to look like that than I do that. Hamburger, you can. Um, I think I like, honestly, I think I like the marks on it better than the sear. Um, just because it does hold in that flavor, you get some of it. Like, I will add some wood chunks on it, so you'll still get some of those burning it on there. And so you will still get some of that smoky flavor in with your seasoning. Uh, at least that's what I feel that I get. So I would go with the marks, uh, but, you know, I'm not going to turn down a steak either way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, same way grill marks. Uh, the sear is good on like a hamburger, um, I would say. Um, and then another question that popped in my head. Uh -oh. Speaking of hamburgers, Careful. do you prefer the hamburgers on a grill or on a griddle? And I'm talking about like when we're at a when we're at a cook off. Uh, you know, when we had Dorothy out there, we cooked on you know 
the the griddle out griddle the yeah I would have to I, that was what that was part of my job when we had Dorothy out there was the griddle uh would make the bait would do the uh the chorizo and egg and stuff in the morning um and then we'd get we'd get going we'd get fired up on that um from there but ooh, that's tough because I do it like on a griddle pan here inside and you get a it's a juicy flavor because the juice has got nowhere to run they stay in there I would say probably on a griddle more so than on a grill yeah so, yeah same here that's what I told someone you can't to me <laughs> it tastes better on the griddle griddle because it's cooking in its own greases. Correct. Uh, and if you cook bacon before it, then you get some of that bacon oh. in there as well. To um, so me, yeah, definitely that is my preferred way. Um, if if I had to if I had to pick one, um, definitely griddle the way to go. Or uh, sure. That's all the questions I had. Did you have any other questions that may have popped up in your head? Oh, you pretty much got. It. I mean, man, it just it brings back some memories when we used to cook yep. on it with Dorothy being out there. Uh, it, it's great having an offset pit is great. Like um, you know, Johnny Mags is Miss Mary, and uh, you with Dorothy, and they're all like you have one that's. I mean, it's got the setup. We can do it, and it's one of those that still love it because we could take it somewhere and do a pop-up on it and you're going to have the same kind of flavor that you would in your barrel but when you're coming a smoker uh the barrel smokers like it when you do if we go to the weatherford one again it's just so much easier to you can do it like yeah. when we went all the way to houston almost to houston last year uh to, to kick off the season we pulled the trailer we could throw the barrel smokers in the back of the truck put the rest in the trailer and let's go Boom. I uh, didn't have to take two trucks or anything like that. So, um, but no, inside, like I said, that's pretty good. Like I said, that was some good questions for inside the pit for sure. Uh, we'll definitely have to keep something like that coming. Uh, one thing I, we don't do it that popped in my head. I wrote it down, but we don't really do it would be how do you start your cook? When do you, you clean your grates after your cook or before? Uh, so I do it after. Some well, mainly after. Sometimes before. Uh, sometimes Depends on both. the ad before. I'll try. Uh, I like to do it after yeah. if I can. But like, obviously, if I'm not leaving, the Cowboy game was going on. It was it was a tight one. I wasn't gonna go out there while it's still warm because you. I try to catch it right when it's about a hundred degrees. It's go clean it off. Then I know everything else is gonna fall down, and then you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, but if I can't like this one, I'll heat it up, get it nice and hot, and then um, oh, then clean it from there. Uh, my, the, the second half of that was do you do do clean it with? If you did it before, do you ever use an onion? I don't. We haven't used that in a yeah, while. Yeah, we haven't used it in. Uh, uh, so I'm actually thinking of probably trying it again. I we had a half an onion here or something. Uh, if we do some some cleaning and some stuff, I may. Uh, I may go out there and try it because people say you get a good, you do get a different taste on it too. So uh, maybe something yeah. to give it a shot. But we'll we'll keep that in mind if we have a guest. Uh, we get our guest on here. Uh, we'll ask them that. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, for sure. Next episode, uh, we will have a guest. Uh, it is hopefully going to be Dave. We're still there. Um, shine sauce. Um, I've had some of his stuff. I've met him in person. Really cool, cool guy. Um, we're in a, 
have him on the episode. Like I told him, we're going to let him tell his story about his barbecue sauces and rubs. Uh, and then, of course, we'll dive into some questions and all that kind of talk. We'll get into some uh, inside the pit questions. So definitely, if you do have a topic uh, that you want us to kind of discuss, um, definitely let us know. We will get the, we'll talk about it, uh, share our opinions on it. We're going to get back to doing that. Um, any kind of tips you want to give people um, before we jump into the last segment? No, I think the tip you shared, and you, you shared it with me, and like I said, we've been sharing it, is just to clean your stuff uh, because you can get, amongst popular belief, you can get dirty smoke, you can get that burnt flavor because something is burnt on there. So uh, definitely clean it out. Like I said, this last time I knew it was dirty, so I got a little scraper thing for, for Christmas as well. So I scraped some other chunks off of it because I wanted these ribs to come I mean these rib these ribeye steaks to come out really good. Uh and they came out great. It's just cleaning it and then um like I said and definitely if you're worried if you're the people that use the onion and you're worried about the brush, there's brushes out there that they tell you will not the particle stuff will not fall off. Uh, but one tip I always do with it is I will put it once I do clean it I'll tap it a little bit uh, with that brush, maybe the opposite end. I'll just kind of give it a couple taps across, and that way if anything did fall off and it's laying there, guess what? It's a round bar. It's going to fall off either side. So uh, and that kind of keeps that just to kind of – and that's just something I just thought – I just tried to – I did just because, you know, I, I got a little two-year-old that we feed this stuff to, and we don't want nothing to, to happen to her or any or my wife or myself. But uh, just give it a little tap, and then you'll be fine. For sure. So yeah, yeah, definitely clean your grills. Uh, and then emphasis, I always kind of talk about is rest time. Let your brisket, brisket or whatever you're cooking rest, um, so the juices kind of flow back. Um, all that kind of stuff. Um, definitely, you know, like you said, clean, uh, clean grills. It's gonna be happy, happy grill. Good, it's gonna give you good barbecue, uh, for sure. Um, and of course, like I said, next episode we do have a guest, uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, if you have any questions uh, you want us to ask uh, or talk topics for us to talk about, let us know. Um, that's going to be it for inside the pit, and then we're going to go to around the pit. We talk about everything around the barbecue pit. Uh, mainly, we're talking about sports. Uh, of course, <laughs> we, everybody knows we don't talk politics lost. very much, people. Yeah. It doesn't happen. We may throw some Jesus talk every now and then, I and mean, it may be the fact to the point of is that you need Jesus, uh, yeah. type of deal. Yeah. But uh, it's it's generally sports in that it's a happy medium for us. Um, you know, we occasionally we'll talk about maybe this movie's coming out, this movie's coming out, uh, but it's generally very sports related when we're talking about that. Yeah. We even throw some, hey, let's go to the casino or something like that, or the vacation talk uh, occasionally, but uh, maybe yeah. you're right, it's sports. No, no. But yeah, mainly just sports. Uh, and of course, it's right now it's the NFL playoff talk. Uh, and as everybody knows, the Dallas Cowboys got eliminated. Uh, surprise, surprise. They were supposed to lose. Surprise, surprise. Dak Prescott did it again. Uh, Here's the thing here, and we're going to do this. And it's funny that, and I've been very, 
much back defensive on it. And people, you know, I've gotten flack on it. My hate, my hatred, and the people have used the word hatred for Dak. Is it really hatred? And I talked about it, and somebody brought up the stat, and I think you showed it to me on TikTok, where they're saying people were like, oh, Dak's two and four, Romo's two and four, it's the same quarterback. No. Romo never had a defense like Dak has had defenses. Um, so let's get that straight because there was times I uh, specifically remember a game he lost 51 to 49 uh, to the Broncos because he you put up 49 points and you still lose a game. I mean, come on. Uh, but like I said, to me, I just don't think – and I, I go back to what Emmitt Smith said, and he's the one that said it, is Kellen Moore and him are, and Dak are a friendship. It's a friendship, not a player coach. And – he has reached his ceiling with Kellen Moore. You need somebody new. You need new blood um, on there. Uh, people I watched the day after on ESPN, they were talking about he's not getting rid of the ball on time or he's only looking at one person. He's not moving his feet enough. And, you know, it's funny because it was all this that they were saying, and they were saying it to Michael Irvin, and he was like, North Turner said that to Troy all the time. One hop, second hop, and you need to be gone with it. Don't do three and four. Um, if you're doing that, you need to throw it to the check down and call it a day and yeah. take what you get and move on. He used to, but he doesn't now. Now he tries mm-hmm. to fit it into these tight windows. He's trying to make these Mahomes, Josh Allen, Josh Burrow type of throws. And hey, dude, you're you're not that dude. Stop. Make just the simple things. If we don't turn the ball over, do we? That's what somebody asked me at work. If we all y'all don't turn the ball over, do y'all win? I said, no, who knows. But we don't turn the ball over, y'all don't get six points. That's all I know. Yeah, we were still down seven, but you don't get six points. But now, is he really that far off of from from Josh Allen, or is he closer than what than what people think? He, I think he's closer than what people will ever be. What has Josh Allen done in the postseason? Yeah, division round and out. Yeah, you can. Take both of their postseasons and look at it the same, and say, "Well, okay, well, last year was uh, was it last year where he lost by the the coin flip, or was it the year before?" Last year in the divisional round, they lost yeah. overtime. Yeah. They changed the overtime rules because yeah. of that. Um, but so everybody says, "Well, he lost last year because of the coin flip. Mahomes went downfield and scored." No, if you look at it before, he had an opportunity to end the game, and he didn't. Same thing we've done with Dak. He had an opportunity to be, win the game, keep Aaron Rodgers off the field when he, he played the Packers, and he didn't. Um, you know, now, now you look at it, he's had a chance to win. He said it, everything's there, and he just kind of chokes on it. Same kind of thing you can look at Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins. So most of these quarterbacks are, aren't fall, far off from each other. Some of them do have great weapons. Um, does Dak have great weapons? No, but sometimes I told Dad and I told you, take a look at Aikman, take a look at Rodgers, take a look at Brady, Mahomes, uh, all these quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls, right? What do they all have in common when it comes to game day? They're all vocal. Dak Prescott is not vocal when it comes to games. He may be a great leader in the locker room, all that stuff make make him a great teammate, leader, and all that. But he has to be vocal when it comes to game day, uh, you know. Because just judging from what I saw in the fourth quarter, most of his receivers weren't running routes; they were just kind of 
going with the design. My, what are y'all doing? I mean, it was the basically CD Lamb show. Is CD going to win the whole game or not? Um, and when you took had to take him out, Schultz is kind of nonchalant stuff. Um, that stuff wouldn't fly with Aikman. Um, or, you know, our Brady for, or Rodgers. You know, they're going to say something. Dak is kind of sits there. Um, that's my knock on him. But, you know, we'll see what happens offseason. Um, hopefully we can get a new offensive coordinator in here. Uh, if not, same story that we're going to have this year is going to happen next year. That's a fact right there. If Kellen Moore is still the offensive coordinator, we're not going to do anything. It doesn't matter who we go get. It, it You know, maybe if they go get, let's say, there's been talk of like, Hopkins wanting to maybe get traded. Maybe if they went out and got Hopkins and then Ramsey on defense. I know Dan Quinn today, as we recorded this on Thursday, said he was staying as the offensive defensive coordinator. Um, maybe if we go get Ramsey, go get some of the corners, you know. But it, my thing is, is like the defense did their job. They held a high-powered offense. Frustrated Brock Purdy. People want to say, well, Brock Purdy got beat by the. A third string quarterback, mystery relevant, and then he got beat by a third string quarterback in Washington, which I don't think they were ever going after that game, like to uh-huh. win it. I think they were just, hey, New York's going to take care of. They're going to beat the Eagles. Are going to be uh, the Eagles are going to beat the Giants, and San Francisco is going to win. Let's just try to get out of here healthy, but we're not going to pull our starters. Let's make it look like a good show, and they just got beat bad. Um, I don't think, like I was saying, I don't think McCarthy's the issue. I think it's Kellen Moore. We need to get rid of him. Um, this was lost uh, when they got rid of Amari Cooper. They got rid of somebody that could help C.D. Lamb, somebody that could help spread the ball. I'm so sick of this Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. Does it, where was he? Was he even on the field that game? He was on the field. I know field, he ran the wrong route on the first pit. He, did, he didn't come back for the ball. Uh, but, you know, I think my biggest thing, my biggest knock on Dak is, like I said, his his regression. He hasn't done anything. It's kind of been sitting there. But the, the, the just the excuses that people make for him blow me away. And I'm going I, – I was thinking one day, and I'll be honest with you, I just sat here on a break at work, 15 minutes. I sat there and go, was I ever that bad with Romo? Because I was a Romosexual. I love me some Tony. Anybody can fast for. I will. That's he. He was like my son, you know. He like my long lost brother, or something like that. But I was like, I don't ever be making excuses. Like, well, well, he hit him in the hand. Well, he hit him there because I was like, because Tony could throw the deep ball. Like there was no nobody else right on the money. And if he saw somebody open, he'd come off a route to throw it to the open guy because he wanted to do that. He always scanned the field. Yes, he made some boneheaded throws it's like yeah he tried to force no that. don't do that because you're trying too hard now when but you know he did that but it was like okay i give him some of the throw but he for a lot of times kept us in the game that if when he went down when he tony romo got hurt the season was a wrap and that's why when Dak got hurt in week one everybody says it's a wrap because they were used to tony us not being able to win without the starter. We the Cowboys could not win without Romo. When he went hurt, it was over. Kellen Moore was a backup. We had all these other backups, big time backup, blood so all these other people. None of them could do anything with him when Romo went hurt. Because they didn't have what he had. 
That got hurt. Cooper kept it afloat. I'm not saying Cooper Rush should be the starter, so do not take that as a thing. I don't think our future quarterback, I don't think the guy that's going to take us to the promised land, the guy that's going to shut up Stephen A. Smith and all these haters is on the roster right now. I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I will admit it. I yeah. will not wear his jersey, but I will admit no, it. No, that, that was just for that was just for this year. He didn't he didn't do it this year. That, uh, he wasn't gonna do it this year. I didn't. I, I like I said, I, it sucked that they lost, and we talked about it, and I had to tone it down because I was scaring Eden of how fired up I was getting, uh, and because she was trying to talk to me, and I was talking to you. We were going back and forth <laughs> on the phone, but um, it. It's just that point. It's like, come on, man. It's the same story every year. And I think I'm with Marcus Spears. It's like, and people are like, well, next year's our year. No. Let's see what we do first. Because we have, we have to to the I don't and know. Okay, when, let's get to the divisional round. Yeah. <laughs> so with the whole, like, Cooper and Randy Gregory, when they traded Mario Cooper and they got rid of – Randy Gregory, what did everybody say? The defense is going to be no good. Offense is going to be trash. And what did the defense do? The defense stepped up. Uh, I think we were missing that one guy, receiver-wise, to step up. Um, CeeDee Lamb stepped up to become number one receiver, for sure. It's uh, amazing, though. Think, think about this with Gregory. It's amazing how good you look when Tank Lawrence – and Micah Parsons are on the other side. Yep. It's amazing how many sacks you get when the quarterback's forced to roll that way. Uh, and, you know, Dorrance Armstrong did a good job. Uh, Odika Zua, whatever his name is, did great. Watkins was doing good. I think he got hurt there, you know. Um, the defense, yeah, they stepped up. Secondary did good. We lost a couple. Joseph early. We're like, oh, man, yep. Achilles. You know, and they did yeah, good. Bland did good. I think you know, bring us another. I'm if if we can go get like a Jalen Ramsey or something, then cool. You know, uh, teach Diggs how to catch the ball back again would be all right. Because <laughs> he yeah, forgot how to I catch. Think, all of them. Yeah, with with Diggs, he went back to his. I'm a try to jump the route, and then sometimes he went back to no, I need to stay. You have to kind of have that Dion mentality of. I'm going to run with the receiver. If you're going to throw it to him, it's going to land up in my hands or no hands. Yeah. Um, and most of the time with Dion, that's what it, that's what it was. Um, now, if he got beat, it was rare, uh, which sometimes he did, but most of the time, you know, he was a true shutdown corner. It was either in his hands, no hands, or you're, you had to go a different route. Correct. Um, I think that's where he has to get to. But, I mean – He's still young, cornerback wise. Uh, I mean, he's only oh, yeah. been in the corner for like seven years. Uh, yeah, he he got he changed at Alabama. He went. Yeah. He was recruited as a receiver, and then was mad that Alabama wanted to move him to corner. And so he's only been for yeah, like five, yeah, seven, like maybe five seven or seven years. years maybe yeah. Uh, um, so I mean, he's been yeah, in the league what three years? Three, yeah, three or four. Three or four. Um, I think this was and, is he. Free agent? I think he's a free agent this year or next no, year. No, he's next um, year. Next we drafted year. him high. I thought we drafted. Yeah. We could look it up, but uh, uh yeah, either way, yeah, he, yeah, he's definitely improved. Uh, definitely, I do think we do need another corner on the other side. Uh, it's pretty bad. We gave Brown stuff, you know, 
crap. You know, Brown's not that good. But when he went down, uh, we sure did miss uh, Brown for sure. Um, but yeah, Bland uh, was that the rookie stepped up. Yeah, uh, really, he played really good. He's come up. He's definitely going to be in uh, that nickel defense. Um, he's going to get a lot of playing time next year. Um, do look forward to having Dan Quinn back. We'll see what they do coach-wise. Uh, McCarthy's not going to go nowhere. Uh, when Jerry tells him, hey, I want you to be here as long as Tom Landry, I mean, if he keeps winning, he's not going nowhere. Um, so this whole Mark McCarthy should be fired. It's got to stop. He needs an offensive coordinator. Take a look what that defense was before. They were trash before he got here. And he, when he got here, who did he, who did he bring in with him? Dan Quinn. In a short time, Dan Quinn has had his defense back to being almost dominant. Yeah, offense is still the same. Jason Garrett, high school offense. <laughs> it's still the same. I had yeah. to bring his own offense in here that may change everything. Um, and I've kind of said that. Let him do it. Let him bring in his offense. Um, and see what happens. If he wants to call plays, hey, let him call plays. If he wants to bring someone in, um, hey, do it. Someone needs to come in to help Dak reach that final potential. For sure. Um, yeah, Diggs has been in the league three years. So let's say four years at Alabama. So, yeah, about seven years. Uh, three, four years at Alabama. But, yeah, no, for and so he's second-round pick. Uh, I do believe – he probably free agent after this season, so yeah. Uh, go ahead and re up him for sure, and do some stuff. I, I agree. You know, we need to make some moves. Uh, Zeke, I love you, but it's time to move on. I know you're willing to take a pay cut. Well, supposedly that that news according to his dad is fake. Um, that he won't take a pay cut. I wouldn't. I, I, he needs to be done. I, I'm, I'm whether you want to take a pay cut or not. You're not going to take it down to three, two or three million a year because he's not going to. He's not going to go for that. But I don't think he's going to get that anywhere. The dude is is unfortunate. I think he's is seen his better days as a running back. Um, he had a shot to put the game on his back and say, "This is Jerry. I'm gonna get my contract and lead us to victory." When Pollard went hurt. Uh, Pollard's definitely that you know, bring in the Robinson, bring in a rookie, bring in somebody young stud from college, um, and let him have fun with it. Um, Pollard, uh, worst case, is going to get franchise tagged. I think they're going to offer him like a three or four year contract. If he doesn't take it, then they'll franchise tag him and see what happens. Um, like I told you, they had B. John Robinson in the facility like a couple months ago. Um, and so he's kind of, in my opinion, he seems like he's high on their draft board. Um, I think with that running back situation, they may look to say, hey, this guy can run, he can block, he can catch. Um, if we're not going to go Tony Pollard-wise, do we keep Pollard around for a year or two and draft a rookie? Uh, do they go receiver? Uh, I think they're going to go offense. If he's on the board, when they pick at 20, what, 26? If you can trade a third round pick, potentially, let's say a third and a, a third this year and a fourth next year for Stefan Diggs out of Buffalo, do you do it? I would do it. 
you need some I kind think of receiver. I think you could possibly – I don't think he's going to – if he was to get traded and they were to trade him, I don't think he would do a number one. Hawkins potentially you could I, – I mean, if they DeAndre Hopkins wanted that, I'd go get him too. Yeah. Uh, I need somebody that's willing to do the grunt work, that's willing to get open, that's not going to disappear for a whole game, and then you're there. Because I can't I, – I, one thing I do love to watch, and it's bad to watch it when I'm behind uh, with Hulu that I have, I'm usually about three to four minutes behind the, everybody else in the world, seems like, and way behind, obviously, live. But I watch Twitter. I'm on Twitter, and you always see constantly, where's Gallup? Where's Gallup? Where's Gallup? Is he even on the field? Is he hurt? He's this and that. And he's there, but he's not doing anything. I'm not the hugest Noah Brown fan, but at least he shows up and tries to get open. Um, from there, I'm all for you want to bring back T.Y. Hilton on a one-year deal. Yep. Bring him back um, as well um, a little bit of time. But I think they got to go get a number two guy or another 1-1-A because they had that with Amari Cooper. Should have never got rid of him. Um, we were they, against his. But. Yeah, his thing is now what we're kind of dealing with Gallup this season with is the heart. Does he want to be out there? Does he want to play? What's going on? Um, go be, go be that way with Washington, or go be that way with somebody yeah, else. I think, because yeah. I don't got time for you here. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of what we saw. What I, at least, what I saw in his route running um, last game. Um, now, at times, yeah, he does pop out to be, you know, that big star, deep threat. But with Ty Hilton there, uh, definitely they re-sign him and he plays and stays healthy. I think he could be that game changer for um, Liam. Yeah, I mean, because if you ha- if you can get another top receiver, that's going to require that kind of pressure. So let's say you got like a Diggs or a Hopkins or something like that, just to name those two. They're going to require. They can go off and have huge games. Okay, well then let's double team them. Lamb can go off and have a huge game. Okay, then we need a decent third, and I think they have that. Could have it with uh, T.Y. Hilton. Noah Brown could even stay and be that guy. Um, yeah. I'm with you on kind of – I'm on the fence with Schultz. Um, here I think Ferguson and Hendershot are a little bit more downfield threats than Schultz is to me. Um, but they have a good tight end course. If he's willing to stay for not huge money, I'd say keep him. But if they want oh, no, huge yeah, money – He's, he's going to get paid like $15, 16000000 million. Um, I know here, before though. the season he was he was talking about he wanted that uh, David Njoku and all those type re- tight ends. I'm like you're not you're not at the not level. top ten. Any, no, any is that. Um, no. I, 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 he, he look at a fantasy draft. He's one of the last people always to get drafted. <laughs> I he got drafted. I think somebody took Hendershot over him, and he then got drafted because it's like he doesn't. Perform. I need your tight ends. Yeah, you're not a Kittle. You're not a Kelsey. Um, you're not at one of those levels. But even then, I think it's all a product of what it is. And I'm fine. But like I said, I'm fine with Ferguson Hendershot. The third tight end is there in the draft. It's good. Draft him. Move on from Schultz if he wants 15, 16 million. Bye. I don't got the time. I don't got the effort for you. Um, for it, you know, because he does. Does he do a lot? Can he? He scores touchdowns. He catches the ball in the end zone. Um, 
nonchalant, not knowing to get out of bounds, two feet down. Come on, man. You got to know the situations uh, for sure. So not to say that would have mattered. I don't think it still would have mattered. I mean, it would have mattered last play-wise. We wouldn't have saw Zeke get lit up for no fucking reason. He got lit up too, uh, bro. Like, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that whole play was stupid. Uh, that whole formation, that, the formation I was okay with, <laughs> but the throwing it to where someone could hit, especially having the receiver go up high, was stupid. Um Here's my thing. Why did they just go short to somebody? Hut, throw it short. That's what. Let's go block it. And then, as he's blocking this at an angle, going to the other side, have this side sweep around. And then you kind of run a trick play. And then you kind of just do what you got to do from there. Uh, Because if you sent, let's say, TY or CD coming and somebody splits them, then you go. Then you can still run Zeke uh, Zeke back into it, pitch it back to Zeke at a certain point. So, I mean, it's – If you go back and look at that last play, when he throws it, pause it and look at the field. Okay. Okay. Where he throws it, you have T.Y. Hilton on the bottom. He's got two linemen in front of him, plus he had Turpin up top. If if he throws it to T.Y. Hilton – Turpin just has to make a block. You have two linemen now going up, going downfield. So you have a whole that whole other side of the field having to go all the way across TY. So he'd have had to make two people miss. See, if he doesn't make a miss, he pitches it back to Turpin and Turpin's gone for a touchdown. If he does this, I run that formation. Okay. I'm having somebody else snap the ball. Let's say whoever, Gallup, Schultz, Ferguson, whoever, snap the ball. I'm putting Turpin on the other side or whichever side, you know, TY over here. Get these run, get these linemen, Tyron and Zach Martin and uh Tyler Smith, have those guys running blocking. And like I said, block at that angle, then have Turpin come back around, who's got the wheels for three days. Then you run a reverse or something to him. And if they don't pick it up or they don't do this and that, it's it's you know see you later. Um, but you know just the, what they ran is just it was stupid. You needed to get the ball to Turpin's hands. That was for sure. But you could have done it a lot better. I mean, yeah that that whole game from what I saw was the game plan was dumb. Um, draft. Uh, definitely, we'll see what happens. Like I said, we'll see what happens in the draft. See what happens, coaches wise, um, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but who's your who's your Super Bowl pick right now before the games are played? Who you got? I got the Bengals. And the Eagles. Nope. There's gonna be a rematch between the 49ers and the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes ring, wears, wins ring number two, calling it. 49, uh, Eagles, 49ers, Bengals, Bengals win it all. I could, I could, I think either way, I think the Chief, I think the AFC is going to win it. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, there's no way because they are too high power. If, if it's Kansas City wins, remember, Kansas City went into the 49ers and blew them out. Um, they're running hot. Um, Kansas City running. 
Cincinnati's running good. The only one that I think could make it a game, as much as it, it pains me to say it, would be the Eagles. the Eagles. Um, to make it somewhat of a game, but I, I agree. I think if Kansas City gets whoever makes it from the NFC AFC is going to win it, is would be the pick to win it. As much as I don't want Mahomes to get it, but if it was you know Kansas City Eagles, I gotta go. I'd have to. Yeah, you didn't see. I don't mind either one of them. Um, you know what? As much as I don't like Mahomes, fans. Then that, that's my pick. I could I could get on the you little who day nation, even though I think that's the dumbest. I'm yes. glad the Cowboys don't have some <laughs> stupid chant like that. Hmm. But no, that'd be my pick. Uh Cincinnati wins. They beat for the second year in a row, they beat uh Kansas City in Kansas City. Uh, and then the Eagles win a blowout, not a blowout, I won't say, but I think they win by at least 10 or more over the 49ers. Uh, I think they just got too much stuff. Their defense is running hot. Cowboys defense is running. So if the defense plays like the Cowboys did, we laid the the blueprint. All you got to do is score the points. We didn't score the points. Yeah, you just have to contain. You don't have to – like I told you, they didn't have to stop them. They just had to contain them. And then Dak just had to go downfield and score, and he couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Nope. Mahomes and Burrow, I think they have the weapons and the, the firepower. And the the mental toughness to do it, um, but yeah, uh, that's all I got. You got any other anything? Nothing else. Uh, no, nothing else. Like I said, no. it's all getting going. Uh, here we will uh, be coming at you when the we'll have to talk off there about some things. But uh, like I said, check out the podcast for sure. We will be recording it. Like I said, go subscribe, like on all our stuff and share it as well. So you can help out the channel just as well. Uh, and then like I said, you want to join in on new topic. You got a hot take for us that you want to join in on. Maybe you just want to join us for outside the pit. You can do that as well. We'll do that. We'll let you join in for that. Um, if you want to, so just let us know. Um, but like I said, it's going to be interesting. Baseball kicking around. I could care less right now. Basketball. Yeah. I could care less right now. <laughs> it's just, yeah, not until it gets to playoff time. Spurs ain't going to be in there, so I won't really. Uh, I'll watch maybe some games with the Mavs, just kind of see what they do. Did you see that somebody made a mural about Luca, and then on the top of the I heard mural, about Luka it. Said, <laughs> help, and he's like, that's disrespectful. No, it's honest is what it is. Get that man some help. <laughs> yeah. We'll get him another superstar, and let's go win some championships. But, hey, whatever. Yep, but yeah, that's all I got. Uh, That's all I got for today. Let's wrap it up. I'll we'll let you fin- sign off today. Uh, my small business shout out for the day again was Veteran Garage Door DFW. Uh, check them out on Facebook or go to VeteranGarageDoor.com or call the number 972-885-2982 and go call them for your services. They usually are so good at next. They came the next day for us answered all our questions, actually showed us, hey, this is what's going on. It should not sound like this. It should sound like this. Um, so uh, no pressure to do anything, but, you know, um, and everything came with the warranty. We got a one-year warranty on it, and uh, so we'll be good to go for the remainder for a little while, hopefully. So, And it's super quiet. So go check it out, Veteran Garage Door. 
Don't forget to try our stuff. Try it twice. And you know what we'll do. I'll see you down the road. Yep. Okay. Like I said, give our stuff a try. Uh, if you want to order our stuff, just go to BigSlingsBarbecue.com. All the links are down below to where you can order the sauce, rubs. Uh, you can follow us on all our social media sites. Uh, my small business shout-out was, of course, El Chungon Glazes. Uh, give Omar Charles a holler. Uh, you can check it out on Facebook as well. Um, so that way you can give those glazes a try, up your barbecue game, especially your competition game. Uh, I'm a firm believer of don't be using everything that else what everybody else is using in the competition world. Uh, be dare, dare to be different. Um, yeah, he won the toilet bowl. Uh, not me. But anyway, <laughs> give those glazes a try again. That's El Chingon Glazes. Uh, and, of course, next episode we will have our first guest of 2023. Um, that is Dave with Still There Shine Sauce and Rubs. Uh, we'll be talking about his amazing products. So definitely, if you have a question or any kind of barbecue topics, let us know. Um and of course, give our stuff a try because you never know. You just may get hooked on big taste, big flavor, big Salinas. And has, as he always says, whatever you're doing, whatever you're cooking, cook with love, cook with passion, and we will see you down the road.